0: hi it's greg and lucky and this is our podcast if you don't catch us from five to nine this is
1: what you missed 94.9 the rock gta's rock station it's monday morning back at it and all is right with the world look who returns lucky after a week off how was your week uh, I was great but cool <laughs> a little, i uh a little chilly actually yeah you wore a sweater, did
0: you for right days? yeah um, Arctic vacation did you spend most of the week at the cottage? uh, yeah, a big chunk of it uh spent at the cottage and and then um came back down for a, a golf tournament on Thursday and Friday uh the weekend we just hung around in town. It was good uh do you have air at the uh, cottage? you know what um we do now which, is, uh, which <laughs> I found interesting because there were a lot of complaints from the young ones about how hot it was for sleeping. Mm. And I, re- I remember I never grew up with any air at the cottage. Uh, the cottage itself doesn't have air conditioning, but we have a couple of little portable units right, okay. that we, uh, we bring out into the bedrooms and cool them down before we
1: sleep. I, uh, last week with Katie, when it was uh, in the midst of all the heat, and it was the hottest week, supposedly, on record, like on the planet. Wow. And I uh, I had just my fingers crossed that if you had air up there, it broke down. <laughs> and she said, you are so mean. I <laughs> said, I know. I oh, said, I can feel you wishing me the worst. I thrive on my anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. Just The world that young children grow up in now, there's just no concept of their ever not being just total creature comforts we yeah are, we are not to be uncomfortable at any second huh. and, and you know growing up i mean i didn't have air conditioning in our home i never lived in a house with air conditioning till i was probably close to my 30s when right. we finally bought a house with it and i've always thought especially with the way the 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 temperature is rising and climate change i've never quite understood why new homes just don't come with air conditioning. They come with a furnace. Right. Why wouldn't you just toss in the air as well and charge everybody a couple of thousand dollars well, more
0: yeah when you're up in it's starting in the low 900s yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> i think they're gonna probably put
0: in air conditioning anyway
1: yeah so the idea you know i never would have even considered a cottage having an air conditioner right but uh well you need it it gets hot everywhere what are you gonna do
0: yeah well listen at the ones that they're building nowadays either have multiple furnaces and oh yeah they're their they're homes not quite cottage
1: uh life not boarding uh board and batten anymore no no Anyhow, glad you uh had your nice uh week off. It was funny you took that week hottest week in the uh on the planet the year I took my week off before you it 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 hadn't rained as much as it did that week so. <laughs> that's just that's true that's how our lives operate
0: yeah, we, we both spent most of our week in the water yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah yours happened to be in the basement
1: it was great anyhow we're uh we're back at it wednesday we're in lululemon ontario for rock your block oh up in brooklyn are yeah, yeah. we we're heading to brooklyn okay great actually on um Here's something I did on Saturday. Uh, Lovely Maria and I went up to uh, Lake Ridge to play some golf. Ended up over on Whispering Ridge because Lake Ridge was very busy. Okay. And uh, so last minute on Friday, we had uh, booked a foursome and we thought, well, who should we invite? And uh, so we were mulling over some some names. And uh, a buddy of mine who I went to college with and had recently uh, just remarried. We hadn't seen him in a while. I, I said, well, you know what? Let's let's invite a. Uh, I know he golf's. I don't know if his new wife does. Turns out she had never held a golf club in her hand. Mm. Uh, but that was fine because we just said, look, eh, ride in the cart or potter, or pick up the ball, we just got to keep moving along. Anyhow, what I realized about another great aspect of the game of golf is it really is a good opportunity because normally with golf you might have like three or four people that you kind of rotate through that you golf with on a regular basis. Right. But if, if, if you haven't seen an old friend or connected with somebody in a while, inviting them out for a round of golf is a great way to reconnect. Gotcha. It, so we, we played a round of golf, went over to the joint for dinner after. Uh, a lovely little day. So I'm just saying, and I'm no social butterfly. Mm-hmm. At the best of times, I don't want to deal with anybody. Right. But it was a lovely way to see an old friend. Interesting. Yeah. I would say the
0: only problem I could foresee with that is for many of us, we an old friend we usually have on Facebook or social media, we know a bit of what's going on in their lives. Mm -hmm. And when we finally do get together, we run out of conversation in about 15 to 20 minutes.
1: Alcohol helps. (laughs) Alcohol makes everything better. Well, congratulations to Elton John. He uh, wrapped up his final tour after 330 shows. Uh, he wrapped it up in Sweden. Coldplay it was also in Sweden, and uh, they were at a, a gig of their own. Good night to play in Sweden That's <laughs> for <right>. Coldplay. <laughs> How come we only sold six tickets? <laughs> you know, everybody's at the Elton show. Anyhow, uh, they uh, they did a little um, synced up with the Elton John show up on uh, on the screens. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. and just gave uh, Elton a big thank you. And everybody at the Coldplay uh, show was screaming and cheering on Elton John. Goodbye, Yellow Vic Road. That thing was paved in gold. Oh, yeah, it has been. Yeah, for 330 shows, and it's uh, now the highest-grossing tour of all time, ranking in at $887 million, Raking in $887 million. It is said, though, that Taylor Swift's Eras tour is going to beat it, because it yes. goes, those carries on till the uh, middle of next year. Uh, I guess... Uh, so many Swifties in Canada are so upset with Taylor Swift right now because no Canadian dates have been booked so much so that our Prime Minister uh, sent basically sent a plea to her. to oh, No, it was
0: it was another minister backbencher that oh, did it. it. Yeah, it was embarrassing.
1: Oh well, Justin was too busy cuddling with Ted Reader. Right. He'll yeah.
0: Stand up in the House of Commons to appeal to Taylor Swift.
1: Jesus. <laughs> he's probably got thirteen had year had old a shake. He's probably got thirteen year old dimes. <laughs> Listen, politicians have done a lot <laughs> worse yeah. than that. Yeah, I know. But you know what
0: you're gonna fly them on our dime anyway. Just fly them to Philadelphia for whatever shows happening. Yeah.
1: I I'm going to assume she'll eventually show up here. I think there's just some some you know, something going on. Well
0: she's got shows here, it's just she didn't book others. When she extended her tour is what it
1: was. Oh, but I don't. But I don't, Is she here in Canada? Yeah. Oh yeah, she's already done her. show. Yeah, she's, oh, she's already coming gone. Yeah. Oh, I missed. She it. booked
0: next year and there was she added shows to the oh, date but didn't I add see. any Canadian dates. I days. see.
1: I thought the problem was that she just hadn't been here at all. Right. I, honestly, and look, and I know I'm not in her demographic. I get it. I find her stage presence wise, anyhow, so utterly boring really? and white most. uh, You know, there's a lot of artists that when I hear them sing and perform, Lady Gaga's a great example, Pink's a great example, Adele's a great example, even Madonna in her day, great example. I bought into their passion and their showmanship and all of that. I don't get it with her. Wow. It just seems so utterly boring.
0: I don't... I I mean, I'm not uh, like you in her demographic at all, but I certainly have some respect for the fact that she... She started out by writing on her own and, and connected with her audience by writing about what she went through in teenage Angst with uh, with boys and dating and
1: but hasn't she been mocked for a lot of that and also isn't is that... that how all singer songwriters start
0: somewhat but she's she hasn't been she's been mocked by media and yeah. but not mocked by her fans oh no they love her yeah. Swifties love her love her for it so, and so yeah. and and listen and for what she's done in terms of female empowerment in the music industry mm-hmm. by reclaiming her own music and re recording it so that it's hers and her own and what she's done on this tour more power to her
1: yeah listen. Again, all that stuff, for sure. 100%. Just when she gets on stage, I'm ready for a good book. (laughs) (laughs) Take a cot with me so I can have a nap. Uh, Now, we just mentioned how much money Elton John made on this tour, so he... Definitely doesn't have to worry about falling into this category. But rock stars who went broke. Oh. Uh, Mick Fleetwood. Fleetwood Mac. He claims really? he was bankrupt seven times. What? Yeah, he says, I'm like Donald Trump. <laughs> 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 he says he uh, snorted about 60 million worth of cocaine. on oh, that his career. Yeah, I think uh, was it was um, at Stephen Tyler who said he put a, basically a jumbo jet up his nose <laughs> with the <of> cocaine. <laughs> Um, and he sunk his fortune in an Australian farm. Meatloaf uh, went bankrupt after out to Hell, even though it sold 40 million copies. And it's because he had a lot of money on lawsuits related to royalties. Okay. Willie Nelson, this is amazing. The IRS told him in 1990 that he owed $32 million in back taxes. Right. Thirty-two million. He was able to square up by nineteen ninety-three. Crazy. How do you now? Okay, well, he probably didn't pay the thirty-two million. They probably cut it in half, or he mm. cut some deal. Because, as we know, when you owe that kind of dough, you're in business with the government. Right. When you I mean, when it, what was it like Wesley Snipes went to jail? He went to jail for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I can't call up the uh, the CRA and go, "Hey, uh, I owe you seven hundred bucks. Can uh, we cut a deal?" Yeah. <laughs> no. A no, plan. That's right. Uh, Courtney Love, she says she lost $500 million to shifty lawyers, managers, and banks over the years. She's been dead broke several times. My goodness. Yeah. Now, Billy Joel, he this is a classic uh, celebrity thing because you don't know who you can trust, so you hire family. And he hired his brother-in-law to handle his affairs and got screwed. Oh, my. Guy stole millions from him while taking out loans and making risky investments in his name. What happened to Dean Cook? Yes, his brother, his own brother. Right, yeah. They were tight. Like, they were really close. And uh, he went to jail, yeah. John Oates, he found his uh, found out he was broke in 1987. Freely admits he just lived above his means at the time. He claimed that there was only 50 bucks in his wallet, and that was all he had.
0: Wow. Well, thanks to the Maple Leafs. <laughs> his name's back on the playlist again.
1: Would you like to learn a new language? You know, as we uh, age... Working the brain muscle like that is uh, probably a good thing. Although I know a lot of people who do. Um, I, I was watching this uh, podcast. Ray Romano was on with, um, I forget the guy's name anyhow. Um, he was talking about always being so afraid of getting Alzheimer's one day. They decided to memorize Every country, the name of every country in the world is like 196 countries. There's territories and other things. Right. uh, And then he decided to learn the capital, memorize the capital of every country. Right. He's saying to his doctor, I'm doing this to keep the brain muscle going, to keep that strong. And the doctor says, well, the fact that you have memorized all those and you remember them just shows that you you don't have Alzheimer's right now. Yes. It doesn't really stop you from getting it.
0: It's not exercising the muscle.
1: No, no, it's just, it's, it's coming, or it's not, and a lot of times it's hereditary. I'd love to be
0: able to speak another language. I mean, I took French all through high school and then took a year off of it and, comp- like, almost completely lost it. I still have some of the vocabulary, yeah. but certainly not uh, proficient by any means and not confident enough to try and speak it.
1: And now with your wife speaking French and your kids speaking French, they're all going to speak about you in French. Yeah. And you're not going to know what's going but on. I still like have my the house.
0: vocabulary. I can, <laughs> can understand what they're saying. Right. I just can't speak it back to them.
1: Lovely Maria is really good. Of course, she knows Italian, but she knows Spanish, although Italian and Spanish is pretty similar. She yeah. knows French. Yeah, she's she's quick to catch on to that Some stuff. some are very good with languages. Yeah, yeah. I I find it
0: amazing. You know, even you'll find politicians because you know the at the you know MP level, you mm-hmm. need to speak both languages. And so those who didn't learn it have to struggle to learn it late Mm -hmm. and that can be so difficult especially if you have a timeline like you have to you have to learn this very quickly by thursday right yeah and then you know and then you get like the hockey dudes who are trying to hand out awards who are always struggling uh to to hand out or or like give speeches at the end of the season in the the chl with the memorial cup it's like you know News welcomes you to the Coupe Memorial and like oh my goodness dude isn't that how most hockey players talk yeah no but you had all year to work
1: on it yeah <laughs> it's just one line uh I always wanted Maria to teach the the boys Italian and hey. and now the boys will say yeah that they wish she had. I thought, you know, had she just spoken in Italian kind of around them all the time when they were little, they would have just caught on. Well, that's why they know the swear words. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. All of them. Yeah. (laughs) Those I know, too. I only know the term I am in the bayou because it always reminded me of uh, down near the bayou. Okay. From CCR. (laughs) I think it means uh, come over here or... Or are you ready or are we going or something? I don't know. Yeah. But it just rhymes nicely too. Right. I am into value. Although I did work in multicultural radio and one of the uh, shows was uh, Italian. And I remember it was, uh, the station was CKMW 790, but it was Radio Centecente right. <laughs> <Radio laughs> Novanta. Right, Radio Centecente Novanta presenta at uh, the Four of plaza Cleveland Square Mall. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that if we
0: don't understand the language, like if we're trying to speak English in Quebec, yeah. uh, you'll slow down your English mm-hmm. as if that's going to help them. And well, like yeah. if someone Italian came up to you and was yelling at you, And you didn't understand,
1: so they slowed down their yelling. Oh, I get it. Okay, then. So anyhow, if you want to learn another language and you're aging and you're struggling with it, instead of when you go for your walking and your exercise and you put your music in your headphones... Put the Rosetta Stone in your headphone. Yes, right. It's, it's, Does it really work? It's supposedly, uh, recent studies have found it's easier to try to learn a new language while exercising, making exercise even, even more annoying. <laughs> Removing our bodies, our brains do a better job understanding, memorizing, and permanently retaining new words. And scientists think this because exercise alters the biology of our brains to make them more open to taking in new information. So put that Rosetta Stone in your ear. All right. And the other thing I heard about exercising recently is this guy who's some exercise expert. Says you should put weight like in the back of a backpack, like 20, 40, maybe 50 or gotcha. 60 Gotcha, yeah, pounds, like a weighted vest. And walk around with that on. Right. In your exercise. And you shouldn't just be walking up and down streets. You know, your evening casual stroll. You think you're doing so much good for yourself. You should go on a hike up hills, down hills. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know if I need to add the weighted vest because
1: I've been carrying <laughs> the weight of the world. <laughs> Here's a new term for you. Menu anxiety. Many people get menu anxiety, especially younger people, people in their 20s and 30s, early 40s get anxious compared to uh, a lot less of people older. Because pe- older people just like, screw you, away from me. I'll decide. <laughs> but, but I know I have people in my life who I think suffer from menu anxiety. That whole thing of just like going through everything, not being able to figure out what they want. There's some things they don't like, so they got to ask if they can remove that. Maybe there's an allergy, so they got to be aware of that. Yep. And when with your group of uh, people, especially if you're, say, catching up with old friends or, you know, maybe you've gone out to dinner with some coworkers, you get all anxious because you're, you, know, you want to keep up with the conversation and the wait staff is coming and asking you what the hell you want. Oh, I'm I was guilty of it. Yesterday, actually, I had a bit of
0: it because uh, Adrian and I were out for our anniversary, uh, and went to a restaurant that I hadn't been to before, mm. or, or uh, I think I've been to once, but she hadn't been to. It. And anyway, I didn't have my my normal order, right? Because right? I I don't go to a lot of restaurants, and I certainly don't go to the same restaurant often enough. Mm. Uh, and when I do, I, I just want what I know there, right? And I'm I'm guilty of that, not trying more things on the menu. Uh, and so yesterday I looked through, and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to eat either. So I ended up with uh, a, a, a couple of appetizers mm-hmm. that we, uh, she had a salad, and then we put a bunch of appetizers on the table, and we ate those. Although they've raised the price of the appetizers. Oh, yeah. Whereas not far off the main course.
1: No, for sure. So uh, Adrian must have been so happy that it wasn't Buffalo Wild Wings again. <laughs> well, they shut down. Yeah, I mean, it's not an option. She must have been oh. so happy that you didn't have to go for another
0: anniversary there. I got to tell you a story quickly because we we were we were heading out, and I uh, I took a quick look in the mirror just to make sure you looked decent there were going out. Hanging out your nose? Well, I had a little hanger. <laughs> And, uh, a booger nugget or a a little nugget, right? And, uh, and I didn't want to, like, full on pick, couldn't get it. So I did, you know, like the half farmer's blow where you kind of got the hand up. Yeah. And, uh, and I felt the movement. And then I couldn't find it. Oh, no. It was like a full on something like Mary oh, <laughs> situation. we I was searching around, going, where the hell did this nugget no, go?
1: On Adrian's forehead. Dinner <laughs> <his> salad.
0: <laughs> it wasn't at the table. It was at home before we left.
1: But I was like, I don't want this on the countertop. Yeah. That's gross. And where the hell did it go? That's so. why you have two boys. You can blame it on them. <laughs> it is that time. Ted Reader. He joins us for Holinda's Meats. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Morning, Ted. How are you? I'm vertical and having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the time of year you want to be vertical. Yeah, weekends are busy for Teddy
0: with uh, with all that's going on at the joint, right?
2: Well, the joint and the, its barbecue season, so it's uh, it's go, go, go 24 7 right now. This is like the Christmas rush for me. My bad. The uh, rock and roll. It's barbecue time.
1: It certainly is. It is that time of year, and we only have so many uh, months of the year that we really like to get into it. So when we do, we dive in deep. And I noticed on your Instagram account uh, a couple of things going on with chicken, and we love to grill chicken. Lucky smoked some uh, wings last night. Yeah, that, great. Put, put them in the uh, the trailer, the pellet smoker, and, and did them all up. A little barbecue sauce on them, late. They were fantastic. I noticed, Ted, you've got the spatchcock chicken, which is something that I've never attempted. I've seen them in the grocery store already prepared, but I've never yeah. attempted it myself because it looks like I'm I'm intimidated about buying I, a whole chicken and doing
0: it myself. I figured there's no way you
1: haven't bought this just because it's called spatchcock. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> um, But, but uh, uh, is there is there any is there an easy method? Yes, is there an easy method to do in the spatchcock chicken? Can I go and buy a whole chicken and prep it and, and do that? And why do we do that compared to say just putting it on a rotisserie?
2: Well, doing a rotisserie of a chicken is a great thing to do. Um, but, you know, you end up with the the rod and the tines that you've got to end up cleaning afterwards. And it's a little bit more work. A spatchcock bird is a butterfly bird. <clears throat> and so you can, you can go to your butcher and you can ask your butcher, hey, can you spatchcock it? Which really means um, cutting down the backbone and splaying it out. Okay. All right? So you need a good pair of kitchen shears. Uh, make sure your chicken is dry, so take all any moisture off of it so that it's not going to roll around and move on you when you're trying to cut this, okay? Mm-hmm. You flip it over onto its breast so the back side is facing you up, and you take a, pitch, a pair of kitchen shears, and you cut down the backbone on one side of it, all right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to start up at the breast end or at the, the butt end, which is the big open end of the chicken, all right? And you're going to cut up there. When you come to the drum, what you want to do, or the the thigh part, you want to pull up on the leg so that you snap the knuckle there. Okay. So it comes out of the joint, and then you can cut right around the joint and come out at the head, up at the neck. Okay. And a lot of people will do that on the other side and remove that backbone. But there's still chicken, and there's skin, and there's lots of flavor there. So don't remove the backbone. Just leave it on. That way you don't have any waste.
0: Okay, so we've got this big flattened chicken then uh, all splayed out. What do we do with the next step? All
2: right. For your first time, it's a nice, easy thing is get a couple of long wooden or metal skewers and run them through in an X pattern. So you'll go from thigh through breast and breast through thigh in a big X. Mm -hmm. And that's going to give your bird a little bit of stability and make it easier for you to flip it over when it's on your grill. Okay. Okay. All right. Yep. And then you season it up. I put my bone dust seasoning rub, but you can put whatever you want on it. Jerk rub, if you want to do something spicy. Cajun, if you want to just do salt, pepper, and garlic and fresh herbs or lemon pepper. There's a million and a million with different ways that you can rub her down. And then uh, that's almost sounded perverted. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: Then, <laughs> you got to rub her down, Teddy. Rub down our spatchcock. This is getting really blue.
2: She needs a good rub. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's a good rubbing is loving. Yeah. So you, you rub her all down on both sides, and then you put it bone side down or, or cut side down first onto your grill. And you don't want to do this on high. You want to do this on, like, medium. Okay. And just nice and easy so that you're not going to get flare-ups, and you're going to cook it on that one side for probably about, oh twenty 20 minutes. And then you're going to flip it over, and then nice and easy along for another 20 to 30 minutes until she's fully cooked. You want to make sure that the internal temperature on the breast is around that uh, 165 to 175 range. It'll still be nice and moist and juicy, but you want to make sure that you're cooking those thighs and the legs, the drums, all the way up to that 185 internal, because that way you're going to get rid of any of the pinkness on the bone you're going to cook it right through to the bone, and it's going to be tender and fall off the bone.
0: Ted, can I go back to a basic question here? You, you kind of mentioned it, and then, and I no. this happens to me <laughs> with, uh, with chicken breasts <laughs> and chicken thighs and basically almost anything I'm cooking. is uh, How do you know which side to put it down, but down first and, which, and when to flip?
2: well it, it, it internal temperature is one but with with uh with always start on the bone side is the easiest okay okay like for a spatchcock chicken um so that that'll help that because that way your presentation side the skin side You're going to cook, and with the lid closed on your grill or in your pellet smoker, for example, you're going to get a nice color on the top of that. Ah, gotcha. And you'll crisp that up, and then you flip it over when it's two-thirds done. So using a pair of tongs, you lift that chicken up, and you look underneath it, and you say, okay, it's not burning. That's okay. Put it back down. If it starts to get a little bit too hot, turn down your heat. You don't have to cook everything on high. Right, Slow and slow sometimes is the way to go.
0: That's why sometimes, I guess, we put skin side down first, and it's too hot a grill. It'll get sticky, and you'll start peeling away the skin and the good part, the presentation part, before you've even flipped it.
2: That's it. Right. The the, the key to making good good grills and good barbecue is patience and just slow down. Just think of it this way. If you're a guy, the longer it takes to cook, the more beer you get. So see, that's the golden that's rule. That's my philosophy. Yeah, that's the golden and, and it works for everybody, guys <laughs> and girls, but slow it down and enjoy the time and watch and learn. And so as you see things, you know, if you cook with the lid open, it takes a little bit longer sometimes, but you can watch and see exactly what's going on. And okay, I'm at this temperature at this, oh, I'm too high. Let's turn it down. I'm getting a flare up. So it's really, you want to watch and learn about what's cooking, right? Don't leave your grill. Pay attention, and you'll make great tasty food.
1: Beautiful, Teddy. People want to get a hold of you. How can they do that?
2: You're going to find me at Ted Grills. Rock Mornings with With Craig Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.